Hello, beautiful people. In today's episode, I got the pleasure of speaking to Jose Rosado. And Jose is a graphic designer by trade who teaches people how to make money on the internet. And what's most impressive about Jose is that English isn't his first language, but he teaches people and writes in English. And it was a really fascinating dive into the look of Jose, and I really enjoyed this conversation. If you enjoyed as well, let me know on Twitter, at HeyDannyMiranda, and I look forward to your feedback. And before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Tuesday Treasure, and this is my weekly newsletter where I spend time on figuring out the coolest things that I can find every week and then delivering them straight to your inbox. So if that sounds like that'd be interesting to you, you could go to dannymiranda.com slash Tuesday. All right, without further ado, this is my episode with Jose Rosado. Interesting people, thought-provoking conversations, nutrition for your brain. Journey through the minds of the world's top performers and discover what it really takes to achieve your highest version. This is the Danny Miranda Podcast. Jose, tell everyone a little bit about yourself because you have such a, a fascinating story and I think people will really enjoy hearing a little bit about it. Let me go a little bit uh, even more back to the past. So my ga- my grandparents, they met like in 1930, some, something like that. They got married. They, got, they had my, my mother. And then my mother grew up and she met my dad. And here's the thing. Um, she got pregnant and they got married. That's, that's something that happens, okay? My dad is not from Dominican Republic, okay? He's from Belize. In Belize, people speak English. That's their native language. But they, they call it Creole because the accent, it's a little bit weird. They, they also near to, I think, Guatemala and Mexico. So they also speak a little bit of Spanish. And it's a weird mixture of different languages. But at the end of the day, it's English with a very, very pronounced accent. And, well, he came here. He met my, my mother. He impregnated her. <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. And they had me. And, and why am I telling you this? Here's the thing. He never taught English to me. And the worst thing yet is that he is an English teacher. He was an English teacher back then. And that's where he met my, my mother. He was teaching English to them, <laughs> to her. And... Regardless of that, he never taught English. He rarely spoke English with us, which I don't blame him. It's it's hard to be speaking in English when you're basically talking Spanish every day, all day long. I'm from Dominican Republic. And but the but the good thing is that since he was an English English teacher, he got a good job in a very good bilingual school here in Dominican Republic. The name is New New Horizons. And it's an American school here in DR, very a very good one. He got there, he got a job, and thanks to the job, he was able to get a scholarship for both me and my, my, my younger brother. And everything I learned about English, I learned in the first six years of, of, of when I was a kid. I studied English until I was like eight, nine years old. But after that, I stopped 
talking in English. So I never spoke English until like two years ago on a daily basis, by the way. I rarely wrote in English. I rarely spoke the language. But since I already had the fundamental language and the fundamental, you know, words and and the basics, at least I was able to read most of the things in English, which was a great blessing because I started with web design and graphic design 10, 11 years ago. And back then there was not a lot of information both in, in Spanish of both careers. Web design was basically new, that I'm talking early 2000s, and web design was booming. It was not new, but it was booming and, and, and getting better every day. And graphic design, well, most of the good things are written in English. You will, rare, back then, it was really hard to find a book in Spanish that talk about graphic design and web design. So thankfully, because of, of the scholarship, I was able to read all of those stuff and learn what I learned about web design and about graphic design from books that were written in English. Um, the thing is, the thing is that I realized that after some time that the best clients are not in my country, <laughs> me mm. my paying clients. Okay. So I had to basically force myself to speak and write in English. And to anyone who has tried to learn a language or has tried to, you know, relearn a language, reading is way, way more easier than writing it and speaking it. So what you're listening to right now, meaning my, my fluency in English, is what I've been able to achieve in the last two years. If you go back in the way back time machine, and you, and you listen to my first podcast and my first <laughs> couple of videos, this is not the same person, okay? Mm. Two years ago, I realized I needed to use all the knowledge I acquired, both in web design, graphic design, and in English, to succeed f faster, okay? I already had some kind of success here in DR, but I was earning in Dominican pesos. And when you turn that into dollar, well, it's nothing. A dollar is like 60 pesos when you turn the, the currency into into pesos. So I was basically, for the US standard and UK standard, I was broke and I was in debt. And I had to find a way to make money, but not here in the Dominican Republic. People would not pay me not even $500 or $1,000 for a website. So I needed to expand my horizons, but I was freaking afraid of what people was going to say about my accent and my lack of fluency and my inability to convey a message in a language that was on my own, English, okay? So it was very, very a very stressful and anxious time for me when I decided to join social media and started to promote my stuff in English because I had no idea if I was doing the things the way I supposed to, the, in the way that I was supposed to be doing it, meaning the right way. And mm. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it seems that the education I got when I was a child actually was good. <laughs> Why is <laughs> Because I, some, some time ago, two years ago around, in October, August, more or less August 2018, around that time, I posted something on Twitter, a thread, and it was a thread about how other people were growing their, their Twitter accounts and, and making money on Twitter and promoting their stuff and, you know, just getting more followers. That thread got me 
a lot of new followers and a, and tons of, of praise from people who didn't even know me. And this guy, um, well, he's, he's basically, he's semi-anonymous, so I, I won't even say his name. He, he read the thread and I told him, look, what you just told me was fantastic. And he was praising what I just wrote about. And I told him like, look, I'm usually struggling with the English because English is my second language and I'm still finding ways to say the stuff in a language that is not my own. And he told me something that changed my life. A stupid tweet, man, changed my freaking life. He said, if you wouldn't have told me about this, then this is the English is your second language. I wouldn't have even noticed that this is your second language. That tweet alone changed my self-perception in regards to how people perceive my content in English. After that, I just like forgot about the fear of being judged for writing and speaking in, in English. And it gave me the courage just to keep promoting myself in a, you know, in a different country. I live in DR, Dominican Republic, and most of my audience and clients are from UK, UK Australia, um, and United States. Most of the, the core is in the United States. And it was all because I just decided to put away my fears of doing something I knew I could do, but I wasn't sure on how to do it and if I were doing, doing it in a good way and put myself out there, which made me realize those people, the people that actually decide on doing the things that they fear and put their, themselves in, in, take risks and put themselves out there are the ones that usually end up winning. Maybe they don't win on the first try, but they usually end up winning after several tries. And I was one of those. I tried a lot of times until I start winning. And now I cannot stop winning. I want to win more. <laughs> I win more and it's just winning, winning, winning. And every day is a win. I was telling you just a, a couple of moments ago, today has a, a, been a great day, a fantastic day. And after the podcast, or maybe during the podcast, I'll be celebrating eating an ice cream. I'm not a big ice cream man, but uh, <laughs> it's a good reward for feeling the way I'm feeling. And it's a, it's a low short sugar ice cream that I'll be treating myself for such a good day. It's so that's basically my my story in a nutshell. I decided on doing the things that I was struggling. And I decided on they'll go and defame me, which is a weird thing. Once you start experiencing that thing, <laughs> I don't I actually don't like people waging war in my name. <laughs> but it's funny when you see it happen live because it just demonstrate that what you're talking about and what you're doing is having a positive effect on people. And that positive effect led me here to you, Danny. And now talking because I decided to do the things that I fear the most, speak in English. It's a dumb fear now that I look back, <laughs> but now I'm here talking with you. Jose, it's, it's an incredible, incredible story. And what sticks out to me and what's so amazing is that the person that I'm speaking to only two years ago wouldn't be the same person having this conversation. And also that you make money from speaking in English and writing in English. And that's not your first language. And that's just like a, that's a, it's such a, it doesn't make sense. And so what I'm curious about is, is, what were the steps when you realized 
okay, I'm going to need to make my money in English. What were the steps that you take you took to to do that? Did you start reading a book? Did you start uh, like searching online, like how to how to get better at English? Like, what did you actually do when you realized, okay, English is where the money is. Let me go and grab it. Let me go and get my English certification. Let me go real get some fluency in English. So, talk to us about that. You know, that's a good question, and I haven't thought about the system that took me here. So l- let me think about it a little bit. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I do know that a lot of people and struggle with taking action. They read self-development books. They read books about their their, their career. They read tons of non-fictions and how-to books and all of that crap. And they do all of that to procrastinate on not doing the things they already know they should be doing. That is a description of myself two or three years ago. So I knew that I had the skills and I had the talent and I was smart enough according to the IQ test that I (laughs) <laughs> that I took. <laughs> I knew that I had everything I had to, but I was a little bitch that quit. That was my self-perception. A little bitch that quit all of the shit that he tried to do. And because I just didn't have the consistency or the willpower that I thought I needed to succeed in, in some way or another. Because success is something that you, I just realized a long time ago that success is, is something that you you define you know some people think that being successful is just have living in a in a in a in a village by the sea some people just think that having tons of of kids and family and and forget about the money success is, is something that you define by yourself in my case success is just having enough money to be able to spend my time with my family without worrying about about money spending time with my kids without worrying about money. That's how I define success. Very, very simple definition. So I knew what I needed to do. I had the skills, web designer for 10 years here in DR. If you go to nick.do, which is the domain, the people that sell the .do domains, I created that thing for them, at least the, 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 the graphic design. It's ugly as hell, but that was that was their requirement, man. Sometimes people like ugly. And I, I'm I'm respected enough in the web design or used to be because I'm not doing web design anymore here in the Dominican Republic. So I had some kind of, you know, success, but not the the one that I wanted. Having enough money for me to spend time with my family, my wife and two kids without worrying about money. I can say today that I still worry a little bit about money, but not as much as before. I don't remember the last time I didn't sleep or felt anxious or stressed because I didn't have money or didn't know how to make uh, money. So that's a good thing, okay? So I consider myself successful, not as much as I want, but good enough, okay? So I had all those skills. I had the knowledge. I just thought I lacked the, 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 the willpower and I was a little bitch that quit until I wasn't. 
I just decided to put my, put my fears away and just starting to put myself in front of, the, of others, doing live periscopes one every other day, which was f- freakish. Oh man, I, can, I cannot tell you how embarrassed I was. I, I, cannot even, I cannot listen to myself. Still to this day, I have a hard time listening to myself in the podcast. I just don't like it. And I cringe when I listen to my first couple of podcast um, appearances and and the first couple of videos that I posted on, on, on Periscope and, and on YouTube from two years ago. I cringe. I just can't stand that. So I just don't don't look at it. Because it, in my opinion, it was it was awful. But once you start doing something and you realize that it's not as hard as you thought it was, two things happen. One, you realize how dumb it was to have that fear. And two, you get good. You get very good at it very fast. Because going from neophyte or a beginner to average doesn't take too much. Now, from average to expert, that's that's a big, a big race. But from from beginner to average is it takes you a couple of months of, of daily practice. So I just started to practice every day, the English, the pitch, the how to get clients, how to get people into my email list, how to just be out there, even though I still don't like showing my face too much and because I like my privacy. But I, I, I just thought of the following idea. If I didn't do it, no one else would do that for me. There are some things that only you can do. Which are those things? So, and this is a question that I'm asking to the, to the listeners. What are the things that only you can do that no one else can do for you? Those are the things that you should be doing right now, even if you don't feel comfortable doing them, or even if you don't feel like you're the top world expert at doing that. I'm, I'm not the best web designer. I'm not the best graphic designer. I'm not the best writer. I'm not the best cop. I, I learn. I had to learn a little bit of copywriting, but I'm not the best copywriting. I'm not the best salesperson, and still. I'm able to make a full-time income because I just decided to put away my fears. Okay, so you talked. That's the the macro answer to your to your question, like what were like the steps and how I got started. Now let me talk about the micro steps. Okay, so the first thing is, look, decide on the things that you fear to do, and just do it. And I know it's a cliche, but do it. You have to. You have to. You already know what you should be doing. Stop buying the freaking books on how to achieve X, Y, or Z goal. You already bought 10 books before that. And you just read the first couple of chapters and just threw the book away. Or put it, or just, you know, deleted the ebook that you downloaded from Pirate, <laughs> from Pirate Bay. You already have the skills. Of course, I'm talking about someone who is skillful enough. I'm not talking about someone who's just starting out. Put away your fears. Stop taking action. And with time, you'll discover what we call a system. And a system is just the habits, the actions, the mindset that you need to develop in order to achieve the goals that you want to reach. And the only way you can develop that system is literally doing Find the things that you see, just emulate what other people are doing, emulate many people, and then find the things that work for you and just repeat those things forever. And with time, you'll develop your own system. With time, you start polishing out all the little things that are not working and you start 
optimizing your process and your workflows and the way you achieve your stuff and the way you make uh, the way you make money and the way you pitch your stuff and the way you reach people and the way you speak and the way you provide value and the way you entertain and the way that you elevate others. And I learned how to do all of that just because I put my fears of, of speaking in English in front of people to the side. So think about that fear that you have. Which is that? You already know what to do to solve that. Do it. No one else can do that for you. <laughs> I love it because you have embodied it. You can say all that because you had a fear of English. You had a fear of the English language and you overcame it. And so that gives you the power to say to people, listen, like, I, I understand your problem. I understand your pain. And I understand that you're just procrastinating and putting this off because you're scared of it. So it's very powerful, man. Your message is very powerful. What One question I have is, what's something that you've changed your mind on in the last year? You've been putting stuff out there for now two and a half years or two years at the time of this recording. And so in the past year, I'm curious, what are things that you've changed your mind on? Hmm. I can, I have one, but I cannot say it out loud yet because I haven't thought it well, very well. One thing I have changed my mind. Hmm. I can just, I can only think about one thing right now. It's a big life changing thing. But I, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it right now. The only person that knows is, is actually my wife, no one else. I, I'll, totally have to, understand. I'll have to skip that. <laughs> one, man. I cannot think about something that actually deserves being said. Because you change your mind about dumb shit all the time. Like, I don't like, <laughs> like, I don't like to eat this thing or that thing. But that's not, it's not entertaining. <laughs> so... Well, um, I've, okay, let me tell you one. I don't think, I, I used to think that that you had to eat carbs every day. That's one. Mm. I don't eat carbohydrates every day. So that's something I changed from my diet. And this is, okay, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a web designer. Don't take health advice from a freaking graphic designer, okay? <laughs> this is not health <laughs> advice. This is just Advice for myself, Jose Rosal. Okay, so I changed my opinion on carb on, on carbs. I still eat them. I eat rice from time to time, and and an ice cream, but ice cream is mostly uh, milk, so it doesn't have a lot of carbs unless it has any other fruit inside. I don't drink juice, so I also changed my opinion on, on in regards to juice and fruits. I don't eat fruits anymore. That doesn't mean that if someone tells me, hey, here's a, an apple, I stop eating it. I don't eat it. No, no, I'll eat it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I haven't become an asshole. Okay. I, I still live. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a good guy. I'll say, okay, I'll eat it. I won't be the guy that, you know, because I won't be explaining like, I have a high protein diet. I don't eat carbs. No, 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 dude. That's, that's just dumb. <laughs> you, you need to, people need to realize that you, you, <laughs> You don't. You cannot let ideologies 
take command of your actions. You know, and you see it, for example, let me talk a little bit about this. You know, there's a like of a fad diet in which you just eat meat. They call it the carnivore diet and they just eat meat. And if you eat anything else, you're like, that's heresy for the, <laughs> for the carnivores. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's just plain dumb, man. Like, it's stupid. And I, okay, I don't give a shit if people say, uh, get mad because you know when, when that's it's like a religion for for these people the same thing for vegans oh a question do you mind talking about this kind of stuff because you know i don't want to talk about polarizing topics in in a podcast that it's not mine <laughs> so do you mind or not dude you talk about whatever you want this yeah. is your podcast oh, <laughs> it doesn't that's matter what i think this is you this is all about you vegans vegans that's also some dumb shit at the same level of as carnivores. <laughs> carnivores and vegans are the same bullshit, okay? You, so, in, it, because they have let the, the ideology, the idea take over their actions. You're, you're dumb when that happens, okay? So, for a time, I was just eating meat. And I felt like a freaking beast in a good way. But I, I go to the gym, and I cannot lift as hard as I can when I eat rice. So when I eat the freaking rice, which is the carbohydrate, I can lift more. I have more endurance because supposedly, I don't know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Remember, don't take advice from a graphic designer in regards to health. <laughs> carbs gives you the energy. So not, so I now eat my carbs, not as much as I used to, but enough. A, a little bit of rice every other day. Some plant wheat plantain here in the Dominican Republic, which is like a family of of a, of a banana, but it's not a banana. It's it's within that. It's like a the uncle of the banana. Okay, plantain. And sometimes I eat some vegetable, lettuce, and stuff like that, but not that much. So I actually changed my opinion in regards to carbohydrates in a good way. Okay. Oh, this is. I just talked too much about one thing that I changed my mind. It's the carbohydrate. Yeah, I just thought that I was I didn't need it. After a while I just realized how dumb I was for thinking that and I eat my carbohydrates right now because I'm not as dumb as carnivores and as dumb as vegans. Hopefully they hear this and they feel as bad as they, as I did, as I want them to feel because it's just dumb, man. I hate it when people are just acting dumb out of out of supposedly science, you know, I, I just hate it. I just hate it. Science is good, but when you use it to to espouse and talk about things in a way in a way that is dumb and polarizing, dude, you're just harming too too many people. You cannot live out of meat or carbs alone. You, you need you need everything, protein and carbs and 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 and, and the other thing was the name um, fat. So yeah, I changed my mind in regards to carb to carbs. I think what you're talking about is is so important because when we get attached to a group, whether it's veganism or or carnivore or Democrat or Republican, we give up a part of our identity, right? And but when Matt. we do that, and when we do that, we then we don't consider well if some of the things that the group is espousing we don't agree with, we don't even think about that. All we think about is oh, okay, well, the group agrees, so I agree, so therefore. And so what you uh, are are showing by that explanation is your ability to think independently, right? And your, ability to, and your ability to say, okay, 
this is what works for me. This is what one group believes. This is what another group believes. But overall, it this is what I believe. And and that that's awesome, brother. You know, I, I try to. I I realize that I'm not as logical as I wish I were or as I thought I were. And this big realization actually changed my life also. When you change your your self-perception from thinking that you are a logical individual, a logical human being, a logical man, a logical woman, or whatever you consider your gender is, and you realize that you're not that person, that you're basically driven by emotion, it frees you. It actually frees you. Not not, not freeze, like, I'm, like you, you're frozen. No. How do you pronounce this? Uh, uh, free, like free? Being free, being without chains. You, you had it perfectly. It, it frees, frees you. you. Absolutely. It frees you. Yeah. It frees you from from taking a lot of dumb decisions because you realize that, let's say, I, I purchased a 49-inch screen, which is the thing that I have right in front of me right now. Dude, I know I don't need this shit. <laughs> I don't need a 49-inch <laughs> screen in front of me. Okay, but I purchased it. Why is that? Pure ego. I just wanted to feel like I purchased something that makes me feel good. Okay? And I realized that. So here's the thing. By realizing this, I don't feel guilty of purchasing the freaking um, uh, thing that I have in front of me, the, the screen monitor. Before, if I spent $1,000, $1,500 on something, I felt a little bit, you know, guilty well, I didn't have the money, but now that I have, now that I can actually afford something like this and I don't give a shit anymore about if it's logical or not, or not logical, uh, because I realize most of the decisions are just illogical and emotion-based, it frees me from, from, from the chains of emotions. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm emotionless. <laughs> I, do, I still feel the burn when, when I'm getting attacked on social Attack is not the correct word. When I'm getting a lot of hate, let's say like that, on, on social media, no one get no one likes that. But once you realize that people are not as logical as you would, would like would like them to be, and you understand that people are driven out of their own self interest, you just it makes you in my opinion, it makes you more compassionate and it helps you understand a little bit better when, where the other person comes from. Because at the end of the day, everyone, everyone likes to win, don't they? Everyone lo loves being right. No one likes to be wrong, man. <laughs> so once you realize that and you understand that, you're more, op you're more, op more open to listen to other people's opinion. Of course, some Opinions are dumb, like only eat vegetables or only eat meat. That's just dumb. Um, but I'll listen to you. I'll say it's dumb, but I'll listen to you with an open, with a not not with an open mind because I I I will stick my ground here. But with other stuff and where I don't have a lot of opinions, I'll listen to you. Before understanding that we're mostly emotional and take decision based on, on our emotions and we sometimes take decision without even knowing that we took a freaking decision. It made me even more, more humble. I just don't care about knowing everything anymore. You know, there's some, there's some people that 
when you ask them a question, they'll try to answer it, even if they don't know anything about that topic. <laughs> now that I understand how emotion works, at least my emotions and some of my thought processes, if I don't know something, I just say, I don't know about that. Explain explain a little bit more about that to to for me to at least to try to understand what you're saying or learn something new. So it ma- it made me a little bit more humble in regards to topics that I don't know about. Now in regards to the topics that I understand I I understand good enough. I still need to work on on how to manage conflict and how to approach conversations that might turn a little bit spicy because of the topics. But mm, I'm not in many of those conversations, so I, I don't actually focus too much on, on how to handle those stuff. Most of my daily interactions are very positive. It's mostly with people on social media and, and with my family. And man, I love my family. I love my my wife. I love my kids. And I don't have a lot of conflict with them. I'm, li- I'm living my best life right now, thanks to <laughs> to social media and to to me deciding on speaking English, man. <laughs> but it was just weird, you know. Uh, but a lot of people in Latin America have the same fear of of you know being basically exposed without clothes, basically in front of people on social media. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know I've been rambling a lot. But I'm still trying to find a way to to tell this because it's I understand it's a good message, you know, understanding that humans are basically emotional bitches. <laughs> so and when you understand that, it makes it so much easier to to not feel the burn of of all the bullshit that's happening in the world and and getting mad about dumb stuff and getting mad that you have to pay taxes or or getting mad about things that you cannot control. So yeah, <laughs> this is this is about it's all about letting go of of, of that control that uh, people think they have but they don't, and just letting things happen and trying to influence things, of course, but letting things happen in their own accord because unfortunately we cannot control the future. We can influence it, but um, we cannot control it yet. Yet, when you discover the formula to control the future, Danny. Please give me a call and, and tell it to me because I would like to about that. Do you have a formula to to, to control the future? Not yet. <laughs> if you find someone so, in a podcast that tells you that, call me, man. I, I'll like I'll pay you for that. <laughs> I'll give you the inside access to that episode. So the the question that sticks out to me from from hearing you speak there a little bit is like you have situations where you know, you have at at the time of this recording, I, I think like fifty thousand followers on Twitter, and you've mentioned haters before. You've mentioned trolls, and you mentioned people who disagree with you. So, talk to me a little bit about how you've dealt with that, because that's not something maybe you expected when you first started putting yourself out on social media, but you now have gotten. And so, talk to me about that experience and how you deal with those who disagree with you or who try to make fun of you on the internet? At first, I didn't like it. I actually hated it. Today, I still don't like it, but I don't hate it. 
I knew I was going to get some pushback because the way I tweet is sometimes offensive. And I know, I know, I know, I know. And I know that people don't like being feeling offended or feeling like you're calling them out on a tweet or on an email or in whatever medium you're using. <laughs> but here's the thing. And it, this is very well in line with, with what I just told you. Everyone is in doing stuff out of their own self-interest. So when someone reads something that they don't agree with and they're triggered or offended, that's on you, okay? You are the one who has to manage your emotion, not me. You can disagree with me. That's no problem. You say, I don't agree with that because this, this, and that. I'll actually reply to you. Oh, thank you for... Thank you for your observation. That's that's a great a great way of stating it. And if it's a good uh, like idea, I don't mind saying, "Oh, that I actually haven't thought about that." And I'll change my opinion because I'm I'm not I'm I'm not like these uh, people that just think they know everything. I, there's a lot of things that I don't know. That said, there's a way that I've learned that works very well to handle the trolls. One is humor. So you could just reply to them with a humorous jab. And they'll, sometimes they'll laugh. Sometimes it makes it worse. <laughs> so I, I, it, it's on you to decide on how to reply with humor. Or just being a little bit self-deprecation self helps a lot. But avoid it because, you know, self-deprecation is basically you programming yourself into believing that you suck. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> But the other way that I've learned, I've noticed that works like nine out of 10 times, is just writing the following thing, replying to, the, to, to, to your hater with, why are you being mean with me? That puts them in the corner. And I'm telling you, nine out of 10 times, they say, oh, sorry. Um, now that I read it, yeah, I can see how this might be understood as something offensive. It was not my intention. So just by letting people know, hey, you're being you're being mean right now, they back they back down. Mm. And that's how I deal with hate. Why so mean? Why are you being mean? That's it. Works mm. like a charm. Some of them just double down, but I just block them. So <laughs> block, block, block. If if the, the, the don't be mean hack doesn't work, just block them. It's almost like when you're saying don't be why are you being mean? You're almost saying you're almost being the kid in the schoolyard who's standing up to the bully, right? Who's More able to say who's able to confront the problem and then what usually happens is the bully goes away or you just press block on them. Yeah, and at the end of the day, most of the people that I'm that that follow you or follow me or or people that pay attention to your stuff are grown grown ups, you know, and we are. Well, I, at least my my <laughs> it, it it doesn't. This is not my experience, but I wish it were like this. People are more or less self aware of themselves. Even though it's not my it's it's not my experience from what I've seen on on social media, but when you corner them with 
why are you being mean? It actually makes them stop and think, oh shit, he, it's right. Uh, uh, why am I doing this? And most people are not bad. They just like having a crappy day or I don't know, we're fired from, from, from their job or, or stressed and anxious because they don't have a way to, to buy their food or they just, they just got dumped by the, by the go- girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. They're just having a crappy day. And that makes them think, oh, I don't want to be the mean guy. And they just apologize for that. So again, nine out of 10 people say, oh, sorry, it wasn't my intention. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Some of them even DM you, telling you, ah, oh, sorry, I didn't want to do that. Sorry, I'm just having a terrible day. And you can use that, that approach to actually help them out and tell them, look, no worries, man. And here's a free guide on how to manage your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jose, switching gears a little bit, one of the things that I love that you do on social media is you you post yourself doing boxing and martial arts and you usually say something along the lines of like embarrassment is just the cost of entry. And it's really inspiring to someone who probably has never boxed before or is trying something new. And so talk to me a little bit about why you put yourself out there and show yourself, quote unquote, getting embarrassed. The three E's of online success are entertaining, educating, and elevating. Okay. When I'm posting the the embarrassment, it is the entry cost, which is a a little phrase I stole from Ed Lattimore. I didn't invent that. I just stole it from him. (laughs) And he's a friend. I don't think he'll mind. I do it for two things. One, to avoid the trolls because I know I suck at boxing. So when I put the embarrassment as the entry cost, I let them know that I know I still have a long way to become a good boxer. And secondly, it it entertains people. When they see that I understand what's happening, I know that I'm still not as fast as, as, as other boxers and that my punches don't have that let's say <laughs> that Tyson, you know, boom, you've seen Tyson boxing. You, you feel, man, you can feel, you can feel the power coming out of the screen. When you see that guy punching, I don't have that. Okay. So I, I know I'm self-aware of how much I still suck in boxing. So I just add that to entertain. So again, Three E's of, of online success, entertaining, elevating, and, and educating. I'm just entertaining my audience with that, showing how I'm crappy at boxing and showing them my progress, which also becomes a, something that elevates, meaning inspire people. So I'm actually covering two of the main, of the three ways of online success. I'm Entertaining with the boxing and just adding the the, the the stupid caption of embarrassment is then to cost to make them understand that I actually I'm self-aware of, of my lack of skill. And I'm also inspiring them because you can see the difference be, between the first video that I uploaded a couple of months ago and the recent videos that I, I upload. It's it's light on day, light on day difference. And that imp- inspires people. And since I talk about mindset and about self-development and about all of those good, feel-good topics, 
every time I post one of those videos, it lets my audience understand that I practice what I preach. So mm-hmm. it also influences them to understand that I have integrity, that I actually preach what I tweet about and what I write about on my blog post and, I, and what I send to my email subscribers and what I add in some of my courses. So I'm influencing people into understanding that I'm one of the few humans in this world that actually pre- does what, what he preaches. So it's not planned, okay? I don't do it like, okay, I'm going to post this to influence people to mm-hmm. understand that I practice what, I don't do it with that purpose. I just do it with the, with the purpose of entertaining. But once you understand the principles of influencing people, you can actually, you can actually, um, find meaning in those things that you do. So I, I know what happens when I post those videos. I entertain, I inspire, I elevate, and I also set myself as someone that actually preaches, uh, does what he preaches. So it's a win-win for everyone. I'm entertaining and elevating, and I'm setting myself as an expert in the things that I'm doing. Even though I'm not an expert on, on, on boxing, it aligns with my, with my message of self-development. So yeah. That's just the the upside of of the of the videos. Makes me seem as I, someone that actually does what he says he does. He does. I love it, man. And it's uh it's so cool to see someone actually post about them not doing well in something and being proud of it. Like when oh, I had Hunter Weiss on the podcast. I'm not proud yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> but but, but I, I enjoy But you're it. still putting yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. And I enjoy it. When I was talking to Hunter Weiss on episode four of this podcast, we were talking about how social media is a highlight reel and people are only willing to post themselves doing positive things and being good and not sucking at things. And so for you to be like, look, this is me in the beginning of my journey <laughs> and I am it's not amazing at this. It? It's so refreshing. And it's just awesome to see. And so the last thing that I wanted to touch on in this podcast is a tweet that you had about your wife quitting her job because of your success online. And talk a little bit about that and what that meant to you and just just how you were able to do that. My wife quit her job early 2020s. She's a teacher in a good school here. And she has her own business, a music academy. She's a music teacher, music educator. She's a great pianist, a great wife, a great, a great, great mom. Beautiful also, beautiful Latina. Latina are beautiful, man. She's one of those pre-Latinas. She got her job early 2020s, but you know, the, the thing, the virus came, screwed everyone up, and the school told her, look, Brenda, we need you. We need you. We cannot do this without you. There are not a lot of teachers that have your your potential and your skills, which is true. She's very, very good at what she does. And she decided to rejoin the school. I was mad as hell, man, because I'm telling you, I'm like, I, I have the financial means for you to focus on the things that you love. Your family, 
and your business. You don't have to go back to the stupid job. Of course, it's not a stupid job, but it's, I was mad as hell. I was, I was actually disappointed. But I understood. She had a moral duty with them. They were very good with her. They were like really good with her. They treat her very well. That's cool. They, they even, um, the, 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 the music academy is also a joint venture with her and the school. So we are business partners with the school. And she had that moral duty with them. So I understood, even though it was mad as hell. So I just, okay, it's your decision. Like, of course, it's your freaking decision. It's your life. I will support you. And I understand. I'm mad, <laughs> but I understand. And I, I'm like, let's make the, the best thing we can. Because I, I just think that's how, supposed, how marriages are supposed to do. Even if you don't agree with something, you, you have to support that person. At least that's my opinion in regards to marriage. But some uh, something yeah. but something happened along the line during the, the coronavirus stuff. It actually made our marriage better, to be honest. But I noticed that she was working from 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. every freaking day because she had to... She had the, the the classes of the mornings in the school and the classes in the afternoon of her music academy, which in which she also she also teaches in uh, the, the 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 instrument. But but she was not paying attention to what mattered the most to her, which is her family and her business. And I can tell you that because she told me so. After some, you know, uh, very hard conversation we had between her family, me and her, she decided on quitting her job once again. That's when I was, I posted the message on Twitter on how she was able to quit her job because, well, she decided on that. I already had online success. I was making enough money to like, she was able to make that decision and it went viral. It went viral when I talked about that because people like those stories in which you help your spouse achieve any kind of success. And that's a good success in my, in my book. You're quitting your job to focus on the things that matter that you, that matter to you. That's success. Any, in, by any measure, that's a great success. And I just able, I'm just happy that I was able to, to provide enough, uh, financial, financial, let's say, sustain, I don't know how to say it, that it made her decision a little bit easier to take. It was not easy, but the, the, the money made it easier because again, she had the moral duty with, with the school, but she, so she actually quit her job twice <laughs> in 2020. Um, and it was all thanks because of, of the money that, 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 that I was making, it made it easier for her to, to make that decision. Now she's focusing on her business, She's paying a lot of attention uh, to me and, and, and her family, me, my, my, her parents and the kids, which missed her a lot. So, man, Corona was, a, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an ass, but it was a blessing for me, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. My dad got sick of Corona, but that's another story. He survived, but it was a blessing for me, even though it's not for a lot of people. But it, it did a lot of good things in my family, to be honest, which is weird. It's weird. <laughs>
but I'm just thankful it did so so many good things for me. Jose, it's a beautiful story, and I'm so honored and so blessed that you took the time today to speak to us and and to give these stories and tell everyone where they could find you on social media so that uh, more people can can find you. You can find me in the in Danny Miranda's following list. You can go to his <laughs> Twitter feed, click following, and find Jose Rosal. After that, if that's too much work, um, you can find me at in Twitter at Jose Rosal or in my website www.rosa.do or joserosal.com. It will redirect you to rosa.do, and there you'll find everything from Instagram, face, Facebook, I think, and um, Instagram. That unfortunately I still don't have the at Jose Rosal in Instagram. I, man, if you know how to buy those stuff, let me know. I'm trying to reach out the at Jose Rosado on Instagram, but he's not answering my calls. So if, if you can help <laughs> me with that, I'll totally appreciate it. So yeah, at Jose Rosado on Twitter and rosa.do, uh, that's my website. And look, thank you so much for, for inviting me, man. I enjoyed this conversation. I actually, I've been actually thinking a lot about my appearances on podcasts. I, I, this is one of the few podcasts that I actually enjoyed, uh, because I recently made a decision. I will stop thinking too much about the way I'm supposed to say things in English and focus more on just saying whatever the hell I'm thinking about. <laughs> of course, with some mm-hmm. filters to make it, to, to, to not say some dumb shit. But, <laughs> uh, and it was a recent decision, by the way. And today, I, it was the first time like practicing what I, I decided on doing, just focusing more on on the experience of the podcast than trying to find the best way to say it in a language that is not my own. So thank you for the opportunity, man. I just find another thing that I'm actually enjoying podcasts. (laughs) Dude, I would never be able to tell honestly that English wasn't your first language and you, you speak so well and you speak as if you're just a, a native English speaker from my perspective. So you are an inspiration and just such a a warm, good dude. And and I love what you said just now about about just focusing on on the experience and focusing on your intent. And that's the thing. Your intent is a good one. I know your intent is good because I've seen you for the past two years. I know you have a pure heart and and that's such a beautiful thing to see. And so yeah, brother, keep doing you, keep killing it. You're You're an inspiration, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Danny. See you soon. That was my conversation with Jose Rosado. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you listening to the final seconds. If you enjoyed the episode, let a friend know or let me know on Twitter at HeyDannyMiranda. Either way, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you sharing this episode if you choose to do so. I'll see you guys in the next one.